like in your good life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yeah. watching TV. I mean, I really haven't been watching TV. Yeah. I guess, but he hasn't been doing every shit. Now and then. <laughs> he hasn't right. been doing shit other than like growing mangroves. <laughs> mangoes, mangoes yeah. Yeah, not yeah. mangroves. You're a mango farmer now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the fields. <laughs> By the way, we're recording right now. Just so you know. How are we gonna get this started? I'll let you introduce because uh, this is your guy. All right. Well, yeah. Today we uh, we invited my friend Israel. Israel. Uh, pull the that show. microphone up to his face. Hey, hey. Nope. Can barely hear you. How about now? Pull up a little higher. Okay, go ahead. Checking one, two. Perfect. Well, let's try this again. I'm going to close the door. Actually, I just heard my Xbox turn on all by itself. Oh, Xbox, man. Yeah, that, uh, like there I said, I haven't TikTok. been doing shit, but uh, my Xbox still turns on every now and then, I guess. I think I said that updates to automatic, so it's like, hey, I'm going to update now. So oh, that when I do want to play, you. it will be ready to play. Because every time I was turning it on, I'm like, oh, I need a four-hour download to play anything or do anything. That sucks. Turn it off. What games or, do you play that's Xbox? Uh, I don't, I don't really play. play. Can't do video games. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, if I, The last one I bought was Madden and Call of Duty. And I played each one for about a week, and then that was it. I'm yeah. Like, well, that was a waste of money. You didn't yeah. get addicted? <laughs> no. Oof. I mean, I played a lot when I was younger, but it's been it's been years since I got into it. Um, yeah, and just played. It gets like overwhelming when you play video games. It's kind of a weird thing because it's like, why do we play video games? And I think it's because we have like the sense of control, right? So it's like it becomes fun, even though it could be anything. It could be a pong, you know, like even. Sh- I don't uh, know, man. Yeah. I'm I'm just straight up fucking addi- addicted to it. I just want to <laughs> play all day, all night. Well, I yeah, I used to show up to work. You'd be sitting in the car, like, playing Madden on your cell phone. I still do. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing Madden. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Comes I'm the work, quarterback. I just threw a touchdown. <laughs> no. All right, let's let's uh, let's go ahead and introduce Israel. All right, so welcome, Israel, to Get It Raw. Get It Raw. My friend I've known for a few years now. Um, Israel is an artist, musician. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And what else? Artists, what else do you do? I mean, there's you. You're very talented. I do. Well, I mean, for a living, I'm a uh, art director, graphic designer, web designer. Um, I also like uh, for also for a living, I do art. So I do get a lot of work through just doing artwork and design, and also I like to do woodwork, working with wood and creating building shit. It's always good. Am I allowed to swear in this? You can oh, yeah. you can yeah. say whatever the fucking holy <laughs> hell shit, god damn it, you want to. This is free speech land. All right. Fuck so yeah. So I fucking like to work <laughs> with woodwork. And, um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. You ever heard anybody say, I love, god damn it, I fucking love woodworking. Yeah. God damn it, I love woodwork. <laughs> it's like fucking Ron Swanson. <laughs> good for you, man. Good for you. Uh, but no, I also... Um, what else do I do? I mean, yeah, I'm, um, I do, I, I work with, uh, video production and recording engineering and all that too. So I tend to get into projectors and lighting fixtures and whole production shit too. Um, 
But for the most part, I mean, I was a cook for a minute too. So <laughs> that was fun. Right. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm an artist. That's what I do. Well, I do. It, it's great to have you here. And um, yeah. for those of the, the people that are that are watching this and can see Ray's headphones, um, they're actually working today. They're not just for show because <laughs> Israel was able to help us set those up. Nice. So that's cool. Thank you again. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> about time we got somebody on here who knows what the fuck they're doing. Just came here to help you guys out. Shut right. up the mics. It's good. <laughs> uh, so anyway, talk. Uh, what is? Sounds like you have like a ton of hats. So what is the main hat for Israel? What does Israel really care about? And what is he passionate about? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on the time of the year. So I'm not one to like kind of stay in the same hat because I, I'll go crazy. But, I mean, right now, uh, art, making, painting. I mean, also my main moneymaker is graphic design and web design and art direction for several companies in here in, like, the Southwest Florida area and also, like, throughout the country. I have several clients all over. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, I love to do branding and creating logos designing designing like your whole spectrum of things for companies that want that need like whatever they need to like build their companies you know build their their brand image to bring like bring forth what they you know whatever they're selling just amp it up with that image that you need to do bring it out there to the world um but artwork is like my main uh focus right now like painting i have an art show coming up in september uh, opening day is September 2nd, uh, 2022. And it's like, I've been working on this for like the last six months, pretty much. Um, it's called Fractasia. So every time I do an art show, you kind of put a theme to it. And this one is like, I came up with the, the name of Fractasia uh, from this 1980s VHS that I used to own. It's called Fractasia. And it was like, it's very unknown and it's such a very cheesy mandrobot set like uh psychedelic videos from the 80s and i um wanted to kind of like incorporate that concept of fractals and fantasia together so like the last six months i've just been doing is painting and like drawing and um designing and building stuff for this show so that's, well, that's kinda- awesome and where's that at? That's uh, downtown Fort Myers at the Sydney and Burns Davis Center. Oh, cool. How yeah. long uh, is the event? So I have it for all of the month of September. So I'll be there basically September 2nd's opening night. I'm ha- And then September 30th is closing night. Uh, so it's going to be like basically several events throughout the month. So I get the whole room. You know, I get the space. So I wanted to like kind of incorporate a bunch of other events besides just the show because uh what i'm doing is uh with this artwork i'm blending uh projectors and paints and traditional painting together and it's just i've never really seen it done before but it's like uh it's called like projection mapping Mm -hmm. so what projection mapping does it like uh scans the area whatever it is in 3d whatever if it's a 3d as a statue or if it's a painting, if you like, for example, if you see this Dali painting behind me, like it'll scan it and they'll send me that image onto my software. And in my software, I cut, paint, and draw 
around it, like the fish or those little blocks. And then the projector projects back whatever I want to it. So adds effects. I can make clouds in the background move. I can make like the water move. Basically, you have like a two-dimensional painting with a projector projecting right back at it, making like this cool trippy effect. It's so, like a, you're making it into like a moving picture. Painting. Yeah, uh -huh. it's a moving painting that's, basically. That's what I saw you working on or you had at that last event or that event that, that we sh we came to. Oh, um, yeah, 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 over at Ollie's. At Ollie's, yeah. 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 yeah that, that was really cool. I had never idea. seen anything like that before. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty trippy. It's like people always like don't know what's going yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it. And I'm like, what? Then I you know saw the projector. I'm like, oh okay. But I saw yeah. other people walk up and they're like, yeah. It's like I don't know if they were tripping out or what. They're just like, like didn't know what. They just froze looking at it like what is going? What is that? Yeah, it's because wow. they're like it's like very subtle. So yeah. like I keep it so I don't. I you know you keep the projector in a way where they don't see it right away, and it's like. They don't know if it's like real or not. Uh -huh. Sometimes I'll, I'll mess with people and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> they're like, the lights, isn't it moving? I was like, I don't know. I don't know, dude. <laughs> and then I'll be like, no, it's a projector. But like, they'll look around behind it, see if it's a TV or if it's like some sort of screen or something. And because like I keep it subtle so you can still see it's a painting. You can see right. the texture of the paint. And then the projector gives it that extra like lighting that gives it that movement and color changing effects and like adding video to it so it's like putting my two of my favorite things kind of putting making them together because i went to college for uh digital media production so like i went to school for video and motion graphics and effects editing um all that shit and then uh when i graduated i my first gig was working for Maxim Magazine. You guys remember that magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bud Light, um, they did. They threw promotional parties throughout the whole country, and I was basically getting paid to go to all these different cities around the country and set up projectors and lighting and do the graphics for these like parties and just a bunch of college kids getting drunk off of Bud Light. Yeah, terrible. Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, rice water. <laughs> it was disgusting. But it was cool because I got to hung out with a bunch of like crazy like people and crazy models and like doing graphics and it was a cool gig. I did and it was only seasonal. But uh so I learned how to deal with like production, like mm -hmm. you know, like cool. lighting and effects and all that. Besides my graphic, uh motion graphic like background. I was able to learn how to really work with projectors and all that. And then never really messed with it until like later on. Like I always kind of liked projectors. Like I would use it for my band. Like I was in a band for like 10 years. And then we we would use it in like on our stage show type thing, make it like a psychedelic show or whatever. And then not till like now, like where projectors are like becoming more, uh, they're cheaper. And then the the software is like easier to, like program and understand how to work it um that or maybe i just got more uh balls to want to learn it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's kind of funny when you think about like how you always think something's like completely difficult right and then until you actually get confidence to want to learn it then you realize it's not even that hard it's like oh you just that's right <laughs> most yeah. of it's like confidence in what the fuck you're doing yeah 
Real quick though, how did you get this idea with the projector and like like the moving picture on a on an established painting? I don't even know how I got the idea. I mean, I always had like back in like well, I graduated college in two thousand seven, right? So back then I was kind of getting. I didn't really do paintings. I didn't. I started like I moved to this town of Kenosha, Wisconsin, and oh <clears throat> no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> No, you probably heard of it. Kenosha? I'm pretty sure I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> Kenosha is like this. It's like a not, not, in the Wisconsin state. You know, it looks like a glove. That's we're exactly not, what Michigan well, people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're the other side. Well, there's a glove and a mitten. We're the shittier side of the lake. There's a glove and a mitten. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that right? So, and better, like, um, bottom left eastern uh, corner of the state. It's where they the, they had the that whole written house Mark written house. Yeah, I don't guy. know what you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the dude that shot. There was a big riot going on last year there. But anyways, no, uh, I, I, I yeah. oh okay, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I think I heard about it once or twice. There was a riot in everywhere last right? year, right. the last three years. <laughs> yeah, all year was a fucking riot. Yeah, it's insane. It's it's really sad. It's really sad to see your hometown just be like on fire. But that's what happens when you know people say, "All right, kids." Let's take a time out, go home, stay there for a couple of years. Not really, like six months, you know, a year. And then when you let you open the doors and they're fucking like, ah! <laughs> you know? Right. Of course. Of course, it's going to be like fucking chaos everywhere. And mm-hmm. just, uh, that's pretty much what we saw. Yeah, I mean, it's a whole political climate. Ah, forget that. about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, from Kenosha, yeah, you're trying so to figure out I how you... I was doing artwork and then... Um, I started playing with projectors and I always wanted to do it. Um, I did an art piece back then where I had, and I didn't have fancy equipment. I just had a regular projector. But what I did is I filmed the painting on the wall and then I grabbed that video clip and I played the projector and projected the painting back on the wall. And then, but I would also put like people walking past looking at it so when people would walk past it look at it they would see there's a painting but they can't really tell if it's actually there or not excuse me and then they see people walking so they wouldn't know it's a projector but it's just um they would just see a painting but think it was a real they would think it's a real painting but it's not and then there's people walking past, but then there's like, wait, there isn't. They're not really there. So right. it's just like a mind fuck for people. That's pretty cool. So you're just pretty much fucking around. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like most great individuals, artists, inventions, innovations, you're just fucking around a little bit and you go, oh. Exactly. Guy, that's got something here. Yeah. yeah. Then I, and I, basically then I had my first like solo art show back in 2012, I think. And that was in Kenosha, and it was great success. I like I never had a solo show before, and like I was like it sold out a lot of pieces, um, sold out all my prints and all that, and it was great. And what I did that time, I was like I found these bulbs, and this is 2012, so like a lot of these LED stuff was just they're not just there, but they were starting to be right. more accepted. To you were able to find them places, and um, I think I found them at Amazon or something. And these bulbs, LED color changing bulbs would i would put them on the paintings and the paintings would just completely look like they're moving just by the color of the bulb is changing the effects of the painting because 
whenever you see red on a painting and the red would go on, that red would disappear. Hmm. So when and then when the blue would go on, that red would be prominent. So it's like oh, yeah. different colors do different effects. Yeah, you're depending. fucking with the color spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. You're fucking with the color spectrum and then that gives it a trippy outlook and you're just like, hmm. what's going on? And then the paintings look like they're moving. So it's like a whole other effect. So I was like, oh, I started playing around with light bulbs, started playing with lighting. So, I mean, you do, you know, when you're doing artwork, you always got to think about what's, what it is to be an artist, right? Like, you know, do you want to just keep doing the same thing that, you know, everybody's doing? And I mean, I'm not traditionally uh, like trained. I didn't go to school for art. It's just something like I always just did and it came naturally to me. So like, to me, I always kind of loved exploring things that I'm not supposed to be doing. Well, things that I'm not, that I didn't know whether they're, who's doing them or not. I just like to do them because I was fucking around and finding out. And and then uh, and then I started, I gained a lot of like great like feedback from that. A lot of people were digging it. They were like, oh, can you bring the, can you set up the bulb at my house and all this? So now, fast forward 10 years later, now people are like, can you bring the projector, set it up in my house now? I was like, yeah. So basically, eventually, that grew little by little. Uh, then I started uh, seeing about like projection mapping. I went to like Burning Man in 06, but that was way too long. But uh, what was it? No, I went to the 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 what's that eclipse? The eclipse gathering in Oregon in 2017. I don't know if you guys remember that eclipse mm, that happened no. all across the country. Big old solar eclipse. There was like this seven day yeah I remember that music like seven day crazy rave festival in the middle of nowhere in Oregon, hmm. and you know and it, all, that's where I first seen projection mapping and that's basically these these like people have projectors and then they have the stage settings and all that they have all these cool stuff on the stages and then they make them all trippy and all that shit and I was like oh that's fucking dope and then that's why I'm like okay I'm gonna do that with Mike my paintings you know because mm. i want to start messing with that so then i grabbed projection mapping and it's like back then in 20, 2017 it wasn't as easy to do and now it's like fast forward two years later it's like they have like these new newer technologies that are a lot easier to program like i said maybe they just maybe i just got more balls to want to right. figure it out and then um maybe you're just more curious yeah exactly you have the creativity you're just curious not just that but also like i sobered up (laughs) (laughs) wait hold on hold on hold on i i how does that work in art i thought that you had to be high or on drugs (laughs) to create art and music and all of the great things no actually no actually that's a big factor is like (laughs) i stopped drinking and i stopped taking drugs and that's what gave me the fucking motivation to actually do things because like before that i was just wallowing in my own fucking shame and like uh like oh i was a big nihilist you know like, oh, right here <laughs> i'm a self i am a self-proclaimed george carlin nihilist oh yeah see george carlin is not fully nihilist though that's what everybody says everybody says <laughs> he's he still even- got some spiritualism in him though <laughs> He even said, <laughs> I just want to see the whole world blow up. Yeah. I give up on the human race. And I just think it's time for the human race to go extinct. Well, yeah, because he wanted to reset it. And yeah. Then he wants, like, then you start over again. He just gave yeah. up. He's tired of the bullshit. <laughs> and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm 
And that's probably when Going he was like way. on his cocaine days too, though. No, that was like right <laughs> up until the time he died. Really? Uh, yeah. What got- were his cocaine days? And, and uh, like I'm not, I know. Yeah, I think I'm like familiar like 80, with him. Eighties and the nineties. Well, yeah, like seventies. But yeah. he was just getting a lot of work done. Yeah, you know? I mean, he yeah, was just busy. Yeah, was, and him yeah. and his wife were both cocaine coked out, right? I, I, I don't and know that. I don't want to speak to any of that. But yeah, there's like a whole documentary. Yeah, on, there's um, a documentary on him on already. HBO. It's oh awesome. shit, I gotta HBO, watch yeah. that. It, it was a fucking awesome documentary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it covers the genres. Yeah, and how he tried to conform. Yeah. Then he realized in the sixties, yeah, sixties. I had no idea how he like as he an artist, like a straight up normal like. Yeah. Like, right. Well, I mean, but he's saying the same. That. He's saying the same thing you are. Mm. I'm trying to conform into society, but it's fucked up. It's wrong. We're out in the green room, cursing, drinking, you know, fondling women, saying all this, talking all this shit, and then we go on stage and we pretend like we're clean cut. Oh, yeah. So he's like, "Fuck that! I grow my hair out. I'm gonna grow a beard, yeah, and yeah. I'm gonna swear on television." Yep, yep. He got like a whole, like he found his he found his niche. You know, his whole mm-hmm. counterculture, like the whole world was in the revolution too. Like it was nineteen sixty nine and all the, and he and remade that, himself. And then the acid, yeah, he took acid and shit, and then just yep. fucking found his hmm. soul. And but you hear that all the time. Mm-hmm. People who say, I mean, like, I don't want to talk too much about drugs. I don't want the kitties to feel like they it's okay, but. <laughs> You hear that all the time from people who've done psychedelics. Yeah. Not so much with the amphetamines like cocaine or the pills yeah, or the just... alcohol. But the people who take psych- the psychedelics, they talk about how it, the one experience just changes their life. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. I mean, it's same with me. I mean, I had many experiences, but basically, like, it was a lot of, um, like, doors opening. That's what happens is you open the doors of perception, right? And you're like... You're breaking open the shell. You're releasing these like domestication that we've been grown to be like all our lives. We've always like we have society domesticating us. We have our family domesticating us. We domesticate ourselves with one another. What are you wearing? What's not to wear? You know, you're gonna listen to this music. You're gonna like this uh, this drink. It's okay to drink and drive. It's okay to do blow you know it's okay to do all this stuff and then it's like your your social norms and then you realize that like like is that really you and like then you're like have a mental breakdown because you're like you don't know who you really are until you actually explore the within right and that's what like psychedelics do is they open up these new doors of perception like get to really know your inner spectrum from like you know your your trauma that you've had in your past life you know in your in your as a child and then you explore the what the other realms of this fucking thing and it's like like what's in the between you know like really with the physics of reality and then once you open those doors you're just like a new idea a new person you're like it's like uh it's like that uh the sacred baptism you know it's like like when like you're you're going through a, a religious spiritual experience where you're having an awakening and like whoa, what the fuck, <laughs> you know? Like you can hear your skin breathe. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you. Okay, you sobered up. Mm-hmm. Was it the psychedelics that fucked you up, or was it other drugs that fucked no. you up? So, so what fucked me up was my fucking childhood trauma. You know. Oh, okay. So that's what happened. That's like. The thing is that 
So you don't blame the drugs? No. No, I, I think because, I mean, people could take drugs and they could take alcohol. They could drink alcohol and they could have a beer. Some people can do that. Some people can't. Like in my case, I was using dr- drinking as like a coping mechanism for a lot of the shit that happened to me as a kid. And like a lot of the shit, like just even already born within me, like my grandpa was an alcoholic well, is an alcoholic. And like I have like um, just that family trait already so but it's also like the domestication and on which i was grown right like you know so like alcohol is definitely a fucking terrible drug um and it's very well accepted and some people can handle it they some people can just have a couple beers and go home and chill some people like me <laughs> need like fucking like i mean it didn't start off right away right like i was like just like a regular partier weekend partier and then come college like uh i had a breakup high school sweetheart uh like that fucked me up pretty bad and i was like okay what do i do with my emotions what's this oh yeah i'm in college now i'm in chicago i moved to chicago i'm out of my parents house there's all these other young people that are partying this whole like red cup culture is like you know domesticated into me you know that's we have this like you see everywhere like movies and tvs and like understanding that you're supposed to party when you go to college bro you know you said you said red cup culture (laughs) is that the red solo cup yeah i don't know just making shit up i love that i love that fucking song yeah well Uh, i like toby keith but i mean song i don't know if i agree with him on the politics but that's a great fucking i just like him as a singer but he's a great fucking red solo cup Oh really? I don't I never, feel I don't you even up. know what the guest song about. Yeah. Let's have a party. It's a country song. Okay. It's a we're, we're gonna listen to <laughs> it. He afterwards. loves it. I'm not a big fan of it, but okay. <laughs> we've so, been listening to country for the last two weeks. You're, yeah, so I haven't yeah, heard it. Sure. Red songs. Solo Cup. You're not just a cup. You're my my friend. <laughs> His buddy in the back goes lifelong. <laughs> it's a it's a great song. Yeah. But anyway, that's what you're referring to is you go yeah. to college, everybody parties, they have a red solo cup in their hand. Yeah. So it's like and then basically it started to grow from there, right? So I graduated mm. in two thousand seven and I'm like going all over the country and I'm like but I'm drinking, but I'm not like drinking every day, right? And then like Well you're you're working you're with um, Bud Light, right? Exactly, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like slowly mm. like building into my like then i go through a breakup because then i meet this guy like always breakups it's like it really amps Mm -hmm. up amps up my coping mechanisms right so that's like the thing is like interesting we don't know i know somebody else that was like that (laughs) like especially like what i've read is that like when we're all the way till the age of seven is when we find out it's like it's like the more crucial part on how we grow how we live the rest of our lives so from like zero to seven, however that happens there is how you learn how to cope with shit. And I remember a lot of shit happened to me as like before I was seven. And that's like not knowing how to cope with things. And part of it was like, well, I guess I think I'll drink my feelings away, right? And then we put this like whole fucking blanket in front of us of like clout that like covers up, you know. And that's, you know, like what they say in uh, in – Alcoholics Anonymous is like the uh, drinking is a, is a symptom of the actual problem. And the problem mm. is me, yeah. right? So it could be alcohol for some. Some people could be shopping, sex, food. Went on a rider, cocaine, shopping. You know, like whatever it is, sure. that symptom is that you're fulfilling 
because you have something missing within you, right? I see, I see. And that's, uh, so when it comes to psychedelics, though, I went through some crazy experiences when well, I was 17. Hold, hold and, Let's mm -hmm. come back to that. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you say that, because we were having a conversation yesterday about expectations from other people and disappointment and shit like that. And um, I've been talking with my kid. Mm -hmm. He's He just started middle school. And I don't remember what middle school was like. I don't know. I had a lot of trauma and a fucked yeah. up childhood myself. But uh, nevertheless, I don't remember that shit. Um, but anyway, he's talking about how you know the girls are kind of mean. And it just sounds like oh, girls yeah. are little bitches in middle school. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. I'm just, and my wife agrees. You know, She's like, yeah, you know, they're, they're pretty mean. There's The mean girl thing is real, right? So... You know, my kid's like looking to his parents for advice and is looking to his dad for advice. And I told him basically the same thing I told you. I said, and literally in these words, just don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Ignore it. Be who you are. And if you don't know who you are, figure that out. What makes you happy? What do you want to do? What do you like? Mm -hmm. And when you know who you are and you're happy with who you are, then nobody can take that away from you. And don't give a fuck about what, uh, what anybody else thinks or says about you. Exactly. Just ignore it and move on. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you know, he went and did soccer. And he was like, I was nervous to do this and this. And I was like, well, listen, you know, baseball, soccer, these sports, it's like a woman. If you try really hard, it's going to run away and you're not going to be successful. If you ignore it and just be who you are, believe in yourself, and play within yourself, it's going to come to you. Mm -hmm. The game will come to you, but so will the chick. Mm -hmm. Essentially, I said the same thing to Rocky. Remember that? Yeah. Ignore them. Just don't give a fuck. And it's amazing how much confidence you'll seem to have and how people will flock to you. But I don't know if that's an appropriate parenting advice. <laughs> Tell your kid don't, don't give a fuck. Schooler on his first week, just yeah, first well, week of school. Is like what seventh, eighth grade, right? He's in sixth. Sixth, sixth yeah. So he's eleven. It's so funny because right before I came here, I had lunch with uh, my ex, or not sort of. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, we were talking about how seventh graders are the epitome, like the shittiest people on, on earth. Oh, <laughs> you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Seventh what? graders are the, the fucking like such assholes. For one, you're going through puberty, right? I, I like, guess I don't like remember. They're thirteen. You're thirteen years old. Fourteen. No, 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 no. That's you're that's man. That's nine, you repeated seventh grade a, f a few times. I think I eight? <laughs> no, eight, seventh, eight, seventh no, grade was thirteen. It's eleven, twelve. Well, I would say 13. ten to twelve for six. Mm -hmm. Eleven to thirteen for seven, Somewhere and then like twelve to so like fourteen for what happened eight. To me, is like I was. I was in Mexico, right? So I was born in Mexico. I jumped the border when I was five. Then I moved. Legally? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn and then, it. And then, I know, completely illegal, bro. The Santas is going to be all over us. And, uh, oh, and man. Don't worry about it. I got, I'm, I'm legal now. So That's anyways. <laughs> well, this, yeah. this is the funny thing. <laughs> this is the funny thing. We were planning to have a senator or, or a future senator join us. Oh, yeah? And the he, next podcast. And, and it didn't work like, out today. Yeah. But there's a reason for that. <laughs> and he's Republican. Oh, yeah. And he wants to build that wall. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just wall. thinking how funny it would have been just to introduce you to. Mm. <laughs> I think that would be great. I'd love to come back and talk to him. Oh, he's, he's a cool. great He's actually a great guy. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm, he's not going to care. My, my political like views have changed dr drastically since I moved to Florida. So I'm not 100% red, but... I 
I'm uh, I have understand the ways of the red. Are you, uh, <laughs> wait, a wait a minute. Red cup culture. You seem like another person I know. Illegal immigrant against the <laughs> illegal immigration? No, no, no. Oh, okay, no. I was going to just say, I was going to say that's funny because I know somebody else that's like that. No, no, I'm uh, I'm, I'm a big burn burner, Bernie San, uh, supporter. But uh, there we go. Cheers. There's there's, uh, there's some new stuff that I've learned like living in a red state, you know, because I, I mean, Wisconsin was a swing state, but like how they dealt, like how Florida dealt with COVID was like, like I never imagined that I was like be like is this at first i'm like is this sane is this like okay <laughs> and then and you're like realize like wait hold on and then i would go visit family in wisconsin and i would visit chicago especially and i'm just like dude this is ridiculous like <laughs> it's not and, only it's but, only ridiculous but, but also like it's there's a lot i don't like levels to it well but we said the democrats said oh it's only two weeks yeah. Oh, if you really care about people, you'll There's wear a lot of, it's not going to yeah. last forever. And then I'm the people curious, that like, are crazy yeah. that are protesting with a gun and saying, I ain't wearing a fucking diaper on my face. They're saying, what's the end game? And the Dems are like, oh, you're fucking crazy. It's just two weeks. It's not a big deal. Two years later, we're still wearing masks. Right. And, and, and you yeah. say to yourself, oh, man, like how many people who took the blue pill are now like yeah, give me the fucking red pill. Yeah, <laughs> real quick. Oh well, yeah, I real mean, quick. I've I'm like I don't know. I've learned since one thing in AA, like because that's what I, I do is like with the AA, they I learn a lot on how to comprehend that politics don't really matter. <laughs> like, no. and like I've, I've comprehend this record take a fart. <laughs> he, he might have he just, he just woke up yeah. no again that's the whole point yeah, of George like, Carlin nihilism yeah and like it I've learned that matter. like uh, a lot of um, like how I could I can coexist with people with different opinions as, as I am you know I can coexist with uh, Reds you know like I have some like living in Florida you gotta have friends that are also Trump supporters you know and it's like there's no way around it and then uh and it's like i i don't put that as like that's our personality you know that's well, just a point of view and uh I've you know been, what's ironic and what's really kind of trippy is that your typical bernie sanders voter mm -hmm. or supporter has a lot in common with your typical trump yeah, supporter yeah there's only just small fraction of things that they don't agree with there, uh, yeah but most people have a commonality but exactly. the problem is people are divided because i even think i even think uh, bernie school. sanders is like a big uh like into gun rights like so like we should just be free yeah, let's just let's just say everybody should be free and if they don't commit right. harm to somebody else then it's okay yeah. just do what you fucking I want mean, just don't hurt me yeah, and don't steal, way. don't steal, and and but we we I, you know I don't want to go on to it too yeah. much, but <laughs> so I we, think yeah, we live in a corporate about. state. Oh yeah, I, so I, I was an immigrant, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about that, <laughs> and get back to the psychedelics. We want yeah. To. So like you know, and then I moved, so I went back to Mexico, and then I moved back in seventh grade, and now in Mexico, you know, when you're in school over there, everybody's wearing uniforms, everybody's got like the same, so there's no really like class culture. It's everything's everybody's the same. And like, so even the rich kid would be one with everybody else. And so then when you moved, when I moved here, it was like a culture shock. Cause at first of all, I'm, thir I'm 13, I'm going through puberty. And it's like, then I'm like in 
the middle of buttfuck wisconsin so i'm like the only brown guy in like a 30 mile fucking radius right, <laughs> right. and and uh, so i was I had to deal with racism too so there's that and then but it wasn't like it wasn't like racist to the level it is nowadays but back then it was just more like teenagers are just like oh, brown person oh, you know <laughs> and it's like um so it was just like those seventh graders were just shitty like <laughs> like it's just shitty human beings like they're like there's the materialism everybody in that age they're trying to find themselves too you know so mm-hmm. it's not just me but i'm coming into this like nation where everything's about like class and like your your style and like what's cool what's not especially when you're like a kid you know mm-hmm. you're trying to find your identity as a child and i'm just like who the fuck am i i'm like mexican in the some like in the middle of nowhere of like a sea of white people you know like like yeah. it's kind of like you're the whole concept of like i thought i like to me i was like a, a subhuman right so i had like a very low fucking very low like uh confidence or anything like that and uh why why did you think you were a subhuman i don't, I don't understand because it's like that's the feeling you get when you're in a place that you're a minority you know huh. like when you're not the same and you see you know you're not you're not that like white guy with the blue eyes and shit you know <laughs> and like the cool adidas outfits that they would wear you know mm-hmm. like I, this is like 1997 right so like yeah um so like to me it was like i didn't i'm still trying to find my identity i'm going through puberty and i'm like trying to like comprehend and then so that was seventh grade it was really shitty eighth grade i met these guys and this is like like this thing where like one day these this crazy guy david wallace one of my oldest friends he's super fucking crazy guy right and he knocked on my door he saw me getting picked on or something like that and he knocked on my door and he's like, hey, you have a bike? I'm like, yeah, I have a pink mountain bike. <laughs> he's got a fucking, and he's got a badass BMX. And then he's got a couple other dudes with him. They're like, you want to come with us? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, stoked. You know, this kid that had no friends. Now he got it like with these, like this kid with like, you know. Biker his, gang. Yeah, like BMX kids, biker kids. <laughs> and they're like all into Metallica, listening to like um, just a bunch of like grunge like nirvana and they're like that's where like this whole rock thing was brought into me like in a dish and i'm just like what's going on and then what they took me they took me to their basement where they were band practicing and there's like i first saw these these kids like holy shit like amps really loud and drums just like fuck and like and it's just like and i was like this is fucking dope (laughs) and then um that's funny that's funny one of them uh, gave uh, me this an illegal scene. Mexican on a pink mountain bike rocking out the Metallica yeah, yeah. going to band practice. <laughs> I was like wearing the flannel too because like I didn't really have like uh, I didn't have I didn't really have an identity. So like to me, all I saw is Vato, right? Like the Vatos like with the flannel. Oh. So I had the flannel and my baggy pants, you know. And I, I think I had a Dennis Rodman um like Bulls jersey that I would rock out to. My favorite but- <laughs> bull. So, like, I mean, I, I always looked up to Rodman when I was a kid. So, that's probably why I always dyed my hair after that. I don't know. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I'm, that makes I'm, now I'm just thinking now. that. Like, now yeah. I just realized that. You're like, wait a minute. My, I dyed my hair earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, had his shoes. I had the Rodman shoes. Right. Hey, zipper on them. He's, he's fucking crazy. This whole table loves fucking Dennis Rodman. When yeah. he was, you know, back in the 90s, <laughs> right? he was the shit. Exactly. And he was the shit to me because he was the kind of guy that said, I don't really give a fuck. Exactly. You know, yep. that's, that's fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. 
I'm going to ball out by rebounding and playing defense, yeah. winning championships with Jordan, and then I'm going to go hook up a Carmen Electra. I know. <laughs> He's just like this fucking dyeing his hair pink and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Yeah, it was great. And like, I, uh, I basically then this my one of the friends he's like hey here's a CD someone gave me I don't like it it's too fast to me for me and it's like this punkorama violent 2.1 like punkorama and I'm like I put it on it's just like fast fucking music swearing and like loud and great like melodic riffs and it's just just completely changed my life and that's when like I got into punk rock music in like eighth the summer of eighth grade to freshman year. I found hair dye. I found punk rock. I started skateboarding because I always wanted to skate because I always loved like Back to the Future movies since I was a little kid, right? So I've learned of Don't Give a Fuck in that summer of eighth grade and like to into freshman year. And then come high school, this fucking full-fledged no fucks giving. And then I understood that I can be above like the minority that people project me to be. But did you, you know? know who you were? And not, is that why you like no, that's fell why victim that, to drugs? I think so. Like I think what ended up happening is like I I started partying because now like I'm okay. going into high school, and then there's all these other like punker kids from other schools in different districts are like, hey, we're all fucking losers too. We should party together. And then there's like hot chicks involved too. They're like goth and punk chicks. I love hot goth and punk <laughs> chicks. And it was like, all right, this is like, uh, this is like, this is it. Like, let's party. And then we would, and that's, you know, I grew into that. And uh, I think eventually I would get fucking loaded, right? <laughs> and just like get too much because I, there was no, no understanding in my alcoholism of like what levels are right you know so it's like even my first time drinking i just fucking had like so much vodka at like homecoming dance freshman year like i was like i had like alcohol poisoning for a month after that yeah so, so would you say would you say alcohol was your uh, gateway oh yeah 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 definitely i think i think that's i think that's what i think it's you. funny they say that weed is a gateway drug like, yeah no dude alcohol is a gateway yeah. drug yeah. Yeah. like every time i smoke weed I wouldn't do anything else. I don't even want to do it. Right. We would just make me all fucking trip out. There's there's two types of potheads. There's a type that like are too busy to walk through the fucking gate because they got shit to do. Yeah. And there's a type that's so fucking lazy because they're mellowed and chilled out that they can't walk through the gate. Yeah. So there's no way marijuana can be a gateway drug. <laughs> but yeah. alcohol, alcohol, man, it Dude. fucks everybody yeah. up. Drive your With car alcohol. right through the gate. Yeah, <laughs> and in the house with alcohol is where I would do blow, where I would like accidentally did meth once because of alcohol. You know, oh, <laughs> it's man. Like, whoops. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's 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 definitely the fucking worst. <laughs> yeah, and that's especially if you don't have a good fucking handle on it, then you're gonna go off the rails, man. And uh, and that's what okay. happened to me. I fucking went off the rails. So like I did great, you know. Like I art was very easy for me. I went to college in Chicago and. It's art school, so I was able to, like, fucking handle anything. I could wake up from my, you know, like, my 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. hour nap to go to class. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was able to go and handle class and came out fucking straight A's, right? 
So, and art school, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I'm what just, I'm saying. It's I'm art school. Saying. Like, well, it's film school. Well, it's video production school. Okay, right? I'm, I'm just saying. It's yeah, like, it's not it's like, fucking biology. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like I'm not learning yeah. how to splice DNA. Right. Timmy, draw to, a picture, and he draws a little dot, and he's like, oh, you're creative. I was <laughs> telling somebody yesterday that I was actually kicked out of my biology class for taking one of those naps. Oh, yeah. He told me several times, <laughs> you got to, Joe, you can't be sleeping. You can't be sleeping. And I fought it hard i was tired i'm like don't sleep don't put your head down oh god yeah that's so and the next thing i knew like i was looking and the next thing he's tapping me on the shoulder uh, but that, that's how you fall asleep is by uh, trying not to fall asleep. yeah yeah so, i miss that day of biology Oof. so basically i um eventually like i would take like acid like like my first mushroom trip was a living hell that was terrible. I went to a Perfect Circle concert, and it was just insane. That's a whole story in itself. Like, Did you see fractals with uh No, man. Mushroom? I saw fucking lizard people with human skin wrapped around them. It's not... Oh, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, yeah, is this no, a QAnon thing? This is not fun time, like, fucking, like, ooh, trippy fun stuff. No, this is... It was at first. Like, at first, Isn't I was that like... Isn't what the Q say, though? I was having a good time. And Isn't then, that what the QAnon people say, though? Is that there's know, lizard people with... Attention to I wonder... <laughs> Those, if they say that that just opened your mind. Oh, the reptilian race? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that shit came from David Icke, and it's a conspiracy theory. I remember that actually now that I think about it, I started reading about that stuff when I was 17, and that was in like 2003, 2002 is when I took mushrooms. And like, How did he come up with that? Uh, what did he do? Well, he heard it from other people. So it's a thing. So like, what happened is back then, David Icke wasn't very popular, and this is a very book that I just bumped into in Barnes & Nobles. And that's probably uh -huh. how he got that sure. stuck into my psyche. Or maybe I really did see reptilians. It's a whole thing. It's a whole crazy adventure. But that was a terrible trip, right? And then I had some other experiences where it's just nightmarish. And that's because I kept taking mushrooms. And with mushrooms, you go inward. And it's like, I didn't want to go inward. Because inward is where my demons mm. were, right? And oh. that's where, like, that was where I would keep having really shitty, fucking evil nightmares of a trip. Mushrooms are more introspective, is yep, what you're saying. exactly. And now, acid is more retrospective. Like, Can, can I ask you this real quick? Mm -hmm. um, since we're talking about pharmacy. Uh, if the mushrooms are really old, are they less effective? <laughs> Just curious. Right? I think uh, I've heard about, I've never, I don't know. I don't, dude, I, I would take one stem and I would flip out. Like, I'm very... One uh, stem? Yeah. That's, that's all I need. Like, I would take one head of weed and I would start tripping, dude. Like, I'm oh, very man. like susceptible to like mm. any kind that's of. It's not fun at drugs. all. When well, I would take acid, you. when I would take acid, I would only take a corner of a of a hit. So, because that's if I took more than like half or a full one, I'd be like, <laughs> I, I want to take. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. That is one thing I definitely want to do before I die. It's on. Oh yeah, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta. And, and I want to do DMT. <laughs> Yeah, DMT is definitely intense. Have you done it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, did you see the entities? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of things. There's a different one, but uh, okay. So acid is retrospective. Yeah. So no, so, well, to me, I mean, it's everybody's chemistry is different, right? So, what was like, the DMT like? DMT was a whole other animal. Like to me, I was like, uh, basically, I turned into a samurai with like nine arms, and I was doing sigils of like into light and everybody around me i could because it was a big circle of us it's like 10 of us i would see like stream of consciousness coming out and i was able to read their minds 
and like my friend turned into a monkey is climbing like the fucking walls like literally and then that you know that only lasted for like 15 minutes right that sounds awesome yeah and it's great because i like i literally saw my whole body just shedding and turn into like this samurai warrior of light and when we got done with it everybody's like dude israel you turn into a samurai warrior of light (laughs) it was was a shared experience yeah 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 so wait uh, they knew that and you didn't tell them yeah yeah. well so so this is the thing right oh shit when you take dmt in a group Mm -hmm. and this is like People who do DMT, they know. When you take it in a group, you actually have a shared experience yeah, without communicating with the other exactly. person. Well, you were making samurai moves, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, well, I was like just sitting, like <laughs> I was sitting in the lotus position, okay. and I was like just, I was doing like you know those like Japanese like fucking. One dude's climbing the fucking wall as a monkey, Joe. Yeah. He didn't see shit. Yeah, and then everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, Timmy turned into a monkey, and you fucking turned into a samurai. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm it saying is nuts, it's, it's really trippy because yeah. pretty much, you know, you listen to all these people that talk about DMT, and they mm. like they all say they see entities, right. or they see a person, or not a person. Uh, it's not elves. a person. It's, mm-hmm. it's elves. It's jesters. One... um. One person said he saw like this like supreme being that was like talking to him and trying to get him to be like submit himself mm-hmm. to him. Um, and then if they take it together, there's a shared experience there. And I'm so fascinated why so many people have a similar experience and they all expressed a s- similar thing. Yeah, that's because what you're doing is you're breaking open those other realms, man. Like. Yeah, but how like, could that how could that be shared though? How yeah, could but, people have the well, same Because it's this so you gotta think about it this way. There's several dimensional aspects to everything that we do, right? Oh, and, you just went there. Yeah. You just went there. <laughs> I, you're gonna say portal in a second, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, well Fuck. I, mean, I, I that's <laughs> what they all say. Everybody I want DMT well, yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I want to go through the portal well, and check out a different dimension. Right. Well yeah, it's it, it might be fun and games, but like you also have to like I don't know, I feel like that kind of experience is best to be like you kinda of have to like wanna be like spiritually fit right or like you and if you are ready then yeah go. no nah, i'm probably not ready i feel like so like that's what happened though like i back you know i didn't really face my demons till i sobered up so like throughout this time i would take acid and like my first time taking acid was at burning man in 06 and that was amazing that was like my first magical experience of like actually hallucinating <laughs> I'm so pumped up talking to him about drugs. I want to be a samurai too. I want to be a samurai of light, but I'll probably end up as a cockroach. <laughs> you know? no. Sorry. Did I tell you um, Lisa was asked to go work at, at Burning Man this year? Oh, no shit. Oh, um, man. She turned it, it down. She, why is she turning it down? She better hop on that. Uh, she, well, so it's it once would be, in a lifetime opportunity. I, I, I said, listen, she asked me what, what I think, what I thought she should do. I'm like, if it was me, I am super fucking curious. Like, I'm not going to go out there and trip and shit and party, but I want to see. I want to see yeah, the you shit. you don't need to go out and um, trip and party. Well, you could I'll go out there, party, and trip, but you don't, <laughs> you don't need to take any hallucinogenics. Yeah. No, I just, I, I want to see it. But okay. so she would be, she would be working in a kitchen. That's fucking um, But from yeah, like 6 or 7 a.m. Yeah. Until about 10 or 11 p.m. Yeah. And then she'd have to do it again for like, 
10 well, days. They take, they take turns, usually. They take turns, but yeah. they said they would give her like 45 minutes to shower and then come back. Yeah. Otherwise, she was working. She'd be working that entire time. She wouldn't. It didn't sound like she would have the time know. to go. I think she um, needs to look at the... Because like, once you're there, it's not. there's no time. I don't yeah. care. If you want to go, <laughs> I'll go with you. I, you can you know, babysit me. I did say, like, listen, if they're going to fly us both out there... I'll do. Yeah. I'll do something. You know, whatever. Sure. As long as if they can fly us both out there, I don't have any PTO time left. But you know, maybe mm-hmm. that's one thing about those cult, those those places. Now it's like now that I'm sober, like I enjoy them ten times more. Yeah. Than when I was doing drugs. See, I haven't been when I was there. Like I did one when I did that 2017 uh, solar eclipse gathering, which is basically a Burning Man. Okay. And, uh, and but it was moved to Oregon, and so we could see the eclipse. And it was intense. Like, have you ever seen a solar eclipse? Yeah, the, uh, I've I mean, we those. took turns. Not at I want to be high when I see one. Yeah. We that took was, turns now at imagine work. Acid and just being. <laughs> on That's acid, what I'm saying. I want. I mean, wine, like, cocaine, granola up. bars. That was like my whole like diet that week. So, <laughs> so I'm curious. Much. I'm curious to know though. Like, why do you enjoy those events more now? So, sober because yeah, yeah. and you did when you were fucked up is that because you're awake and that that's basically what happened is like i the thing is we we think we need all these drugs right excuse me inside to me so i keep so i feel like i went through those hells and all in those lessons in order to get where i am now and it wasn't until like I was 33, right, where I, when I sobered up, which was like three years ago. Today, I was like, I walked into this rehab fucking shaking and like about to die. And that's because my alcoholism went to the roof and I, it was basically a slow motion death. And then reviving, surviving alcoholism and your near death experience is so much more awakening and so much more like... Because fucking reality is a trip already. If you start paying attention to reality, yeah. it's already an acid trip. You're right. Like, <laughs> you don't need any more fucking shit. And that's why, like, if I go to these events now, I have so much more fun because I'm actually dancing. Like, I don't have any ego trip on there. I'm not fucking using any kind of substance to, like, to like uh, enhance myself because I'm already enhanced, you know? And, like, I came to a kind of way to understanding my inner self. Like there's nothing more trippier than to get to know your real raw self. So do you yeah. think, <laughs> do you think that the drugs helped you they, they, understand your inner self or that sober becoming sober? I think what happens is we take drugs to know ourselves. Right. And what happens is when you're doing like hallucinogenics, you're opening these doors, right? Sure. But what's happening is you're not going through that fucking door. You're just opening and closing, opening and closing. Like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. And that's how you're doing. And you're not actually fucking taking the steps for your mental health and your development as a human being, your development of your soul. And, like, you don't have enough fucking balls to get to the other gate, go to the next level. Cause that's Can like, you? Can you, though? Again, yeah. And that's where, like, I, I realized that sobriety being in that rehab facility and doing yoga and breath work mm-hmm. that's when you really do the real work and like mm. what these like acid and like these uh these other dimensional like gateways that they're op- you're opening you're just seeing them you're not op- you're not like experiencing like you're experiencing it but you're just like you're just kind of like in in a you know looking out the window 
you're not fucking going outside the fucking cave. And like, but it, but it seems like it still changes your life for what, well, for yeah, what I understand. Definitely. It like gives you like a perspective to open. It but, shows you the door. But that's what I mean. From what it I understand, it shows you where the doors and you open it. But it's about you actually walking through that to actually experience a higher realm. Okay. Is like the next level, and that to me is like I kept opening and closing those doors. I'm still I, gonna do it. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying like do it and learn from it. And that's the thing right. is most people don't learn from it. People like I've learned, I've seen a lot of people just constantly taking acid. They keep taking like some people like smoke DMT every day, like on their fence now. Every and it's day. like, Oof. it's like, dude, like you ha- you're raping your consciousness, you know? Well, well that, that's something that you is very interesting that you say is like, um, you know, I think, I think knowing yourself is one of those things that is never fully, uh, uh, revealed or, or, or fully like seen. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's like, you know, when you're 21 and you look to your dad and your dad's like, well, you're a fucking man now. Do your shit, do your thing. And you're kind of like, yeah, but I'm still an idiot. Yeah. And then when you're 28, <laughs> especially 21. Yeah. Right. I don't know. <laughs> when then when you're 30, you're like, I, I think I got a handle on shit. No, and then you're, <laughs> no. you know, you're like, no, yeah. it's, you know, you're you're still an idiot, you know. You're still like you're still learning to be a human yep. or to be a person, and you still really don't know. You might have a better idea of who you are, but you still really don't know who you are. Exactly, and it's life. That's what life is, and you're constantly learning. Well, it's always progression, right? Right until there's no longer a progression. So then, when you're no longer curious, when you're no longer interested, when you're no longer motivated, you're when you're no learning. longer learning, you're no longer. Um, alive yeah and thing like, get yeah things get boring fucking, yeah you're just bored and, and then you just what's the point fall anyway? apart yeah it's like i always say like the the meaning of life is the the constant the the constant act of getting your shit together like, yeah <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah. always it's like once you have one thing done like yeah i fucking did it yeah. and you're like now nah, here's another pile of shit you have to do <laughs> that's right that's, <laughs> i look at my kids and i'm like you know i'm like Oh, I'd like yeah. to tell you what the, like, I'd like to help yeah. you out no, here, but to be honest with you, I'm a fucking idiot myself. <laughs> you know, like, my brain's yeah. not fully f- formed yet, but. And I think it's until I sobered up is when I realized, like, how much more potential my body is able mm-hmm. to be as a tool and construct something even more intense. Like, now I, like, as, um, like, as, as a non-drinker of alcohol or taking any drugs of, like, hallucinogenics, I am able to like really be fucking there, like really know myself, right? So like when you go through the AA 12 steps, you're doing some real raw shit, like real work on yourself. And hmm. that stuff, it's like I think everybody in this fucking world needs to go through the 12 steps of AA because it's not just alcohol. It's everything. And it's like all you're really doing is just fucking going deep. And getting your writing shit down about who you really are and you're like exposing it to another to your sponsor and you're letting it out and then you're fucking you're first of all you have a connection a spiritual connection with the higher dimensions like the cosmos it's just to- interesting that you say that everybody should go through the 12 steps because mm-hmm. the founder himself founded aa after an acid trip yeah. after taking acid no he did it later that's a oh um, no i i have it i have it from joe rogan yeah no no no, no. joe rogan's in, no no he did it later 
Are he you did, sure? Yeah, yeah, he did acid in the I'm going to look this shit up. No, no, okay. so like he founded, he did the 12 steps and all that stuff in the 30s with Dr. Bob and the Oxford, whatever. I'm not a big, uh, big book fucking historian. Sure. But I do know that he did take acid not until like the late 50s, early 60s or something like that. And he did it because even you know that young at heart. Uh, have you ever gone to the young at heart mm-hmm. meeting? I'm sorry, I'm not supposed. Uh, sorry. It's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> there, fine. there's like a meeting that like where they, they go, I go to this meeting where they have uh, the saying where like he's talking about um, like he's meeting the young kids of AA, but and that's where he was given that acid. And just, he was already in his yeah. late, oh, later times. Oh, I didn't realize that. He, you know he was hanging out with kids. I know what you're talking. I know. When, like, I know when, when he went to like, see the little, kids. The yeah. girl de- prancing around in a mini skirt and the blonde hair or something. Like, he, like this kind of weird description they put on it. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> okay. literally that day. Or I guess that day is when he went and took some acid with these fucking hippies. But it opened been, it opened that third eye, right? Like, I mean, the thing is, and he he was like, I think I'm not like sure what he said, but he said like, yeah, you know, like acid should be used for people to find God, basically, right, in order to find a higher power. But I don't know. But I that's where I think that like like he didn't he didn't obviously need it at first, and I don't think I think some people go through like they have no fucking spiritual connection right <laughs> some people which is are completely fucking like <laughs> so there's you know, a big okay. firewall between you and the cosmos you know you got <laughs> yeah i mean like i i don't know if i do i, I mean i i grew up in a really bad childhood always thought there was a connection with something went to bapt you know went to become a baptist all right and uh and yeah. then just called bullshit on that so i'm not really religious myself so i don't know if i agree with all that but i do think that there is a universal consciousness and i do think that life or energy i mean mass is energy energy is mass i think it's all connected we just don't know because we're somewhat disconnected we do know well i think we choose not to know i I think and i wonder what is that is that the consciousness that causes that disconnect yeah and when you take the psychedelic it opens up your consciousness and you can explore the subconscious it's a domestication that we've been grown as a society all right like we've been cut from the sold i don't need to hear anymore i'll take it right now (laughs) (laughs) so it's like i i look at it as like I I took this hallucinogenics and I did all these like fucking hell lessons, you know. I went through hell, mm-hmm. and then I and then that's when I when I sobered up. I went and I went through enough hell that I my spiritual fucking like vibration is like fucking ready for this like raw level of sobriety, and with the practice of yoga, like that's I, I love doing yoga. It's like that's where I really learned how to like, you know, your your doing a fusion of your body your mind and your soul and like connecting in union and then they're actually you're enhancing yourself to a higher vibration like the breath work that you do the stretches that you do because when you do stretching you're releasing trauma from your muscles like memory trauma that's stuck in your you sound shit. like matt barnes yeah i'm not sure that is oh <laughs> he's this crazy guru out mm-hmm. in sedona uh arizona who basically says that trauma is held within the myofascial tissue of your body yeah yeah that's it's information that's stuck in there since you're a kid or that's, whatever, what, whatever that's what he says what, and, uh, the, and when you're releasing that trauma is you're actually releasing 
shit from the past. And, and that's basically what he's saying. And and, and we and, always thought that was horse shit mm-hmm. for a while, unless you were like a cult member. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, but with what the, is like a cult member, right? Huh? <laughs> but what is a cult member? Uh, well, I'm ref- I'm making a joke mm-hmm. about uh, my fascia release, but mm-hmm. um, basically. With the uh, advent and the expiration of what's called embodied cognition, uh, we now know that your nerves talk to way more other tissue, like other muscle, you know, muscle yeah. and tendons and ligaments and articular cartilage and bone, more so to other tissue than other nerves. Yeah. And so the idea that consciousness is held within the brain or the spinal cord itself is might be false might be wrong yeah yep. it might be your whole body exactly which is what you're saying is like yeah and memory is uh stored in the form of communication mm-hmm. from one tissue to another so it's very plausible that memories in mm-hmm. the form of trauma or good memories are housed within mm-hmm. myofascial tissue yep. as you're saying yeah so like um even our heart what's that thing above our heart it's uh it's the um what's this shit called and there's the throat no there's like the uh there's this fucking gland. The aorta that goes out the there's a fucking membrane thing going on it's above the heart that has a memory of your whole body it has a, there's a actual replica of your body inside this fucking arrogant t- it's crazy we'll talk about uh, that might be something more spiritual yeah it's uh, a, we don't really no 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 it's an school. actual like not they, you're not talking about one of the chakras, but no, no, not even light stuff. An actual organ. This is like real deal shit. This is like real scientific mm. proven <laughs> stuff. It's the reason how when you can't just have someone else's heart, you know, you can't just share like the. It's got to be a certain kind of like uh, heart. Or you're talking about the lymphedemic thing. vessels, the yes, lymphedemic vessels, lymph- or something like lymphatic that. vessels. But yeah. I mean, it's not. Those are everywhere, and there's yeah. no. It's not like housed there's, right above your heart. I was just listen to it, but so I don't, I'm not even gonna get into it because I, I don't, know I don't have enough information on it. But it was like it was trippy, it's fucking crazy. But like going back to what I was getting at, that like practicing like yoga and breath work and practicing like reality, and then doing the twelve steps and shit, like getting to know your past and knowing like who you are now. And that spiritual connection, because that's the thing is like the number one thing is you have to have a spiritual connection. Like there's a, you know, you said religious experience, religious is a difference between right. religious and spiritual. But what if you don't have a spiritual connection and you take DMT? Where do you go? Well, the, what do you do? The thing is, I think that's kind of what happens is with the DMT, you actually do have that spiritual connection. Regardless, it doesn't that's, matter. I, that's, I couldn't I've tell you because I've, I've always had a spiritual connection myself. I see. And, uh, some well, you're people, a fucking samurai warrior, bro. <laughs> yeah, of light. <laughs> of light. <laughs> of light. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's a fucking samurai warrior in the right. other dimension. It's funny. It's like I, a, I've heard, like, I, I agree that uh, the spiritual connection or the spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And when they're talking about using hallucinogens to help with all of the, with addiction and with ang- yeah. anxieties and with mental health just issues in general, um, that's what they say. They're saying these people are having this experience, this spiritual awakening, this, this you know, come to whatever yeah. it is. And when you go through the 12 steps, that is a big part of it or 
the, yeah. the, the steps is coming to that awakening yeah because and then making those change or walking through that door yeah it's a walking through that door exactly it's like the acceptance it's a surrender right like to me like once i walk through that door when i accepted the and surrendering myself to this higher power and like instead of like believing in god is like i'm knowing in god like there's nothing that's telling me that there isn't a God anymore. What happens and if then, you don't surrender yourself to that? And I think that's where you get stuck in your own cave, bro. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people that that yeah. don't surrender, they keep going through the same shit going. over and over and over and over. And, the, there's many, many, mm-hmm. many, many millions of people and who surrender. They have their spiritual awakening, their experience without the hallucinogens or without yeah. the DMT or any of it. The, yeah. But the ones that don't do that, I think, is where we're thinking, or people are saying, "Well, try the DMT." And this is, and this is where, and then they have it. And well, it's he, like, oh. Hold on, here's where I'm getting at, though. Okay. Like you could try as much DMT and acid as you want, but I've seen people keep pushing that shit over and over, and they still don't reach the spiritual experience. I feel that hmm. the spiritual experience has to be done in a raw format. Where you're really like your fucking true identity, the the Sat Nam is a like is literally like accepting the fucking choice. Because like you do the DMT and you do the acid, it might help you because it'll show you the door, right? It'll change your brain mechanism and just like, okay, oh cool, I'll take it. And some people will be like, okay, I'll take it, and then they they live a better way, a whole another realm. There's some people that will see that, but they will still be like, well, this is all an illusion. This is all just brain chemistry. This is not real. And then they never accept the spiritual truth. So and it's then, not it's not that they don't so, see it. They do. It's just a matter of whether or not you, they accept yeah, it. Yeah, so when at, at the end of the day, you ha- you're going to have to believe because that's where I, like, I think that hallucinogenics and DMT aren't even necessary because – to me, that stuff is, yeah, I'll show you the door. It can show you a way, but it can also, then you're just relying on that. Right. And then you're not being true to yourself. You're using a tool to find God. But in reality, you should find God in your own raw self, in the fucking, ugh, like but, the rawness of like oh, reality. He lives know? there? He lives in, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's fucking, fucking tough, man. Like getting to. It stinks. And it's like, and I. Like, I think I found that rawness and I finally went through that door when I was in rehab, when I was like clearing from the fog of um, a terrible acid trip that I had a few months before that. Like I I did like so many drugs that night. It was insane. I should have been dead. But but the hard part, Israel, is that, Mm -hmm. see, you've seen that. And so like people who have never experienced mm -hmm. that. They're like, oh, this is all horse shit, and exactly. fuck it, I don't believe in it, or and I don't. That's even- what I'm getting at. Like, I went through all those trips, and I still didn't really accept. But the but you can see death. why, like, the majority of people uh-huh. are like, that shit will eat your spinal cord, and yeah, it's all bullshit, it's all lies, mm-hmm. and you're saying to yourself, is it? Is it though? Shouldn't mm-hmm. you just check it out? Yeah, I mean, just I, at least once. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why, like, now they have they're having more trained therapist to go through the experience in a more safe environment right i don't know i feel like everything is a chance everything is a fucking 
already predetermined. And I feel oh, like don't like, go there, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, but that's what I'm saying. I'm accepting. I, I've accepted the, the spiritual inertia of like the fucking raw cosmos. So to me, it's uh, it's beautiful. And let, let me ask whether you it's this. a shitty day or a fucking amazing night, like it's it's still like I am accepting to the rawness that is given to me. That's fair. You know, have you um. With your experience with yoga and breathing, mm-hmm. have you induced uh, a trip? Oh, yeah. All the time. Session? Oh, yeah. So yeah. you're still getting high? Yeah. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. I'm getting high. You're just high. talking yeah. about you don't have to do that. Yeah. No, I'm saying like I'm, I don't have to take a substance to anymore. Tool. I don't yeah. have to use oh, a substance anymore. Damn it. Now with the yoga, I'm fucking, I'm doing astral projection. Last night, I did yoga for the first time in a week and I went to fucking outer space and I come back. And I draw, and that's what my whole art show is based on. It's just I like, want to do that. It's based on like uh, just like visuals and ideas that come from my meditation and yoga. Well, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. I want to do that because I've heard about the, this whole breathing practice to go somewhere. So I told Tiffany when she's on top of me, just choke the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. So just Dude, that's right sex before sex magic, bro. That's sex magic. Yeah, but does it get you high too? Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> it would. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm like the one doing it, but I'm just saying that. The, the the ritual of sex mm-hmm. is actually a very sacred and wonderful fucking experience that no pun should, intended huh? yeah no, no <laughs> but intended. experience but it's like literally like that like like when you're doing the alchemical union of both the male and female or the love of energies you're creating a fucking intense harmony mm. that can take you closer to god well, <laughs> like well you know that nine inch nail song you, no. you is that you with take, is that with the choking me closer no, what is it you yeah keep closer me, uh, you keep me closer to god What's that one? Like, oh, no, I want to fuck complete. you like, like an, animal. an animal. Oh, that's a good song. I yeah. want to feed you from the inside. Is that is that with the choking? Are they no, choking? No, no, it's just I don't know if it's choking. I'm just like saying like having sex when you're having a, like a alchemical union, then you're like literally making some sort of like magic yeah. But I've never thing. I've never fucked an animal, so I don't know what it means <laughs> like to that. fuck you like an animal. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Like, I'm joking. But like um, yeah. when you yeah, you're like you're creating a human being when you're doing that magical shit, right? That's where you. You you come out of you know you're you're no pun you, intended right you are like literally a universal portal entity that came through your mother's oh you just made it do. sound so astro uh, I mean I mean you just put the mystical tone on that you're yeah like, so yeah the fucking like, sperm your dad's exactly. sperm That's cracked that egg bang, and a dude. portal what opened do you think up the big bang is dude yeah <laughs> oh shit. yeah shit exactly the like, big bang <laughs> seriously like our universe started out in a big bang right just and you think that's, that's what happens yeah, that's what I think we are right now I big think, bang I feel like sperm us, this planet sucked Earth, in this planet Earth is like is memory dna that's inside a cell that was inside another cell that's inside another big bang that we're inside a human being you're you're saying that the big bang was an event in which somebody came yeah just probably (laughs) i don't know that's just a theory bro (laughs) that's just like a fucking explosion because what happens is (laughs) what are you pulling back for (laughs) (laughs) so like a universe like the universe is like you're creating a universe inside the like when when a when a woman has a, a fucking it's a gland. Oh, I don't know what it's called, it but it's down nowhere. there. It comes from the ether, right? So that ether is like the like little fucking that's sacred geometry. Just, embryo. Yeah, the sacred geometry. Oh, the, and noise, the flower of the life sound effects. 
<laughs> and then all they're like, you know, ah. you guys keep making babies. I'm gonna take a piss. <laughs> God yeah. damn it, we talked about this. Hey, I gotta piss too. From now on, you're on like a. All right, you've got to take a piss. Go ahead, we'll pause it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to piss too. What happened here? Oh, there we go. I'll have to find that somewhere. I don't know what happened to the vocals from the last one. We'll figure it out. But yeah, yeah, no, we want to. You know, he's very interested in seeing God, as as am I, and so we we want to acquire um, an opportunity to do to do it. You yeah, know? and we've never done it before, and. I would, we've done the psilocybin. Yeah. But I kept it in the fridge for two years, so I don't know yeah. if it was old and not needed. I need the freezer? Is it in a freezer or in a fridge? No, it was in the fridge. Two years is a long time. But yeah. I, mean, I, I wouldn't know. Did you, <laughs> did you trip at all? Did you feel any kind I, of yeah, like, I, I, euphoria? I did you like see like any waves? Like, especially when you look at the carpet, does it like, blah, 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 blah. no, no, it wasn't anything that strong. Like we, we had a, a, a cap in the stem and then like half an hour, like, Fuck it, let's just eat the whole the whole bag. Yeah, an eighth. So we took huh? About an eighth? Like a bag of I don't know. I think so. Okay. And um so everybody's chemistry is different, you know. So like like I said, like to me, I only take one cap and one stem. Yeah. And that blew me into fucking outer space. Well I didn't we didn't see anything. We didn't yeah. see we What's were high we is, were high. Yeah. We were high and we sat up the whole night having philosophical conversation. Mm-hmm. We were fucked up clearly, but it wasn't the kind where we saw cartoons or yeah. anything like that. So that's the thing is you don't I, I think it's weird when like the media shows that like you know like you know when like uh in what's that movie um with Jack Black, uh Tenacious D. You know what I'm talking about? You know yeah. Tenacious D and he's like they take mushrooms with the Wookiee. Yeah. And it's like, ah, and it's like this happy land and all that. Yes. Like, that is not mushroom trips. Dude. So what, what, what mushroom is trips is like, you're, this is a fucking weird land, right? That's what I'm saying. Like reality is fucking weird as fuck already. So what you're doing is you're just intensifying that reality. And so all you're doing is you're seeing like the tables breathe. But that's what I want to see. I want to see. You start seeing like yeah. your, your friends faces start going, so I've heard of this. And I've then heard color, like you can see waves in the, the sky. Colors, the colors start changing, and but it depends on your mild. Like, because like I said, I I saw lizard. Like I literally saw fucking lizard people with fucking skin wrapped around them. Were they mean humans? And yeah, they were like captured they're, on their phones. They're they're like CIA agents type things. It's fucked up. So I mean, like <laughs> I was going through a very paranoid experience. So maybe it's really interesting. Maybe so it's like what you're talking about is factual because I mean more mm-hmm. so than than for me. You know, I have a few brothers. We had a really bad childhood. Mm-hmm. They did some drugs. They're they they're addicted. They they have trouble with drugs. Yeah. I've done a number of different drugs and. Well, I shouldn't say that. Actually, that's so not true. We, I've, I've I've done ecstasy. I've done weed. I've done, you know, alcohol, caffeine, and yeah. I don't think that I've, I, I don't think I have an addictive personality, mm-hmm. in the sense that like yeah, I, I don't, don't see a need beer to go back. You here, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't see a beer around you, so that's well. I don't need it. I don't have that's, to have it. That's so what I'm like, talking about. Like, when, yeah. when we used to, when we would go out for a drink, he would get pissed mm-hmm. off because I wasn't finishing the drink mm-hmm. in a timely manner. I know whatever like, the fuck well, that was. I don't is. get. I don't Why what you guys doing here? I know. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> like every time I go out with some people and they leave a fucking half fucking like vodka drink, I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I'm ready for another one. What are you? Like, you're like way behind yeah. here. So see, uh, and see, so here, 
you you're you, that's what i'm saying like your chemistry is in that balance right right everybody's chemistry is different and like uh there's people like me that fucking needs intense shit and they would like they would go through like i would i was drinking a bottle like a, one of those things small things of vodka before work during lunch uh, and then after work every day like dude i was dying and like my i had diabetes pancreatitis uh, my liver was about to be shot i had foot neuropathy high blood pressure like i was in my deathbed three years ago today <laughs> wow. you know so it's like this shit was like i was in chronic alcoholic the thing i was is i was a functioning one so i would go to work and i still work get the job done but still drink but it's like i so i didn't think i had a problem because we think that you only have problems is when you, you you're out homeless in the side of the road drinking you know but no that's just the, someone else's bottom everybody has a different level of bottoms and everybody has a different thing so like I I went through that fucking hell, and then eventually I found my spiritual growth. But even like I said, even when I was taking DNA, I mean DNA, DMT, and uh, which is DNA, you have done everything. Yeah, oh, yeah it was a, that's the cosmic yeah, DMT. The cos yeah. <laughs> so like, even when I was taking, and I knew about God, and I had like religious experiences, I still didn't accept God. You know, so you can have a spiritual experience. And not accept the higher cosmos, the higher intelligence. It's about accepting it is when you actually get to know the real deal, you know. And it wasn't until I sobered up that I was able to experience reality as a, like, sobering up is such a fucking crazy trip. <laughs> like, like, being, like, being raw there in front of, like, your emotions, in front of your past experiences, that's when you really get to know like what the fuck is going on here and then and that like with the practice of yoga and like having uh, a, a therapist that was helping me like talk through this shit and then going through the 12 steps is when i actually was able to experience god at its raw form and that's like it's not that i didn't experience before it's like i got to learn how to accept it how to accepting that this is a spirit, that you're a spiritual being going through a human experience, you know, that this, how these trees come out and grow out, this like mathematical, like sacred uh, fucking harmony, right? How the hmm. fuck technology is working, how this, this microphone, how this works is, everybody's like, how the fuck does microphone work? So it's how this works, <laughs> it's a tiny little fucking, um, like little grains of sand, tiny little things, little bouncing that 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 are absorbing my vibrations of my voice, that are turning it into a electrical signal. The electrical sure. signal is going into the wire and then making it digital and then into a digital format of zeros and ones, and the zeros and ones are going to your computer. Right. So like all that magic. That's fucking magical. So like, like, well, I mean, you're going now into the realm of quantum physics. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the quantum like, physics of everything is like, that's where God is. And God is all above us and within us. So it's not like, I think people think that like, you know, how religions have taught us that God is something up there and it's just, he's out there and it's a he, you know, but yeah. in reality, it's a everything. It's an it, you know, and then you are within that. You are within that God 
concept that 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 frequency so are and you saying that god is like everything good and evil yin and yang uh it's the particles yes, it's the, the thing energy is, the thing is we make good and evil i don't believe that there is good and evil i feel that there's positive and negative and then we create and us as humans we do negative shit towards each other we do evil shit right we create we make the evil right so it's like the 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 fucking shittiness of us, like our egos, is where we fucking become assholes to one another. Where we steal from other people. When we, you know, we do terrible things towards one another. And that's that's where that evil is born from, right? So you think, you're saying that the spiritual being mm-hmm. that has a human experience takes the negative of the universe mm-hmm. and commits harm Basically, in the form of evil. Therefore, right? therefore we are innovating evil. Adolf mm-hmm. Hitler yeah. was an innovator yeah, of, of evil. evil. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, real, that's that's even more yeah. fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's like it's basically like the way I look at it is like there's light and darkness, right? Right. The, the reality, there's light and then there's absence of light. So that's there's no such thing as darkness. So it's just it's just light. So it's just love, and then love and absence of love. And it's like, and then there's like, that's where like the whole cosmic, like the polarity thing works. But I feel like, and this is, you know, I'm still learning because like there's always more to learn. So I'm not saying here, this is what this is. Right. <laughs> this is what I've learned and experienced lately. So I teach a sacred geometry workshop, right? Are you, uh, are you a Freemason? Uh, no. <laughs> I might as well be though. Cause are I, you, I, I, I uh, are you in the, uh, <laughs> So I, I I love Freemasonry. Are you, are you in the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to talk about it later. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so like, I love I love the uh, Mason Freemasons are incredible um, people. Like a lot of people don't you know they build our nation. Mm-hmm. Our, our nation was built from Freemasons. George Washington was like a crazy mystic. You know, like the like the Fourth of July. The reason they picked Fourth of July wasn't just because like oh we're just gonna pick Fourth of July is like our main nation you know like these pentagrams you what do you think these pentagrams mean they they're the symbols of of the human uh, human experience the human nature the five elements of a reality like a fire water earth uh, air and the ether the cosmos you know the spirit so it's like all sorts of crazy shit that like yeah, the yeah. create so when um, when they picked Fourth of July it was actually because. Uh, our planet was aligned into the Virgo was rising in a to a certain house. I forget what it was, and Virgo represents Isis, the goddess Isis, and that's who a lot of the Freemasons. Oh, from Egyptian mythology, exactly. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and that's where like Fourth of July is actually a very Egyptian, like Atlantis mystic, like uh, date or holiday that's so like yeah so it's kind of like that this we're a very woo woo magical podcast right? i know yeah i know yeah, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's, also it's the, cool it, that's the thing is like our fucking foundation is woo woo you yeah. know and that's why i think it's funny because like you know like this whole new age movement it's like it's funny that they call it new age but it's nothing new age this is like we're just going back to what we used to be we just been fucking like uh, like what is that, what Graham Hancock says we're the species with an amnesia, you know. Mm. So we're just like we're just tr- we're going back to what we used to like as humans fucking know, 
and mm-hmm. like we've been domesticated and blinded as a, a civilization to forget all that shit. So now what we're doing is we're like yeah, like the word apocalypse, right? It means the unveiling. So like we're going through an actual apocalypse, which is the unveiling of the truth, the unveiling of the spiritual realm. And that's like where we as humans, like, why do you think someone like you, Boston Red no, Sox? No, not a Boston Red Sox fan. What is that? Well, it's a Boston Red Sox. Okay. So, like, you know, like, <laughs> that's like you the know, this cat, has been someone out. like, I mean, and I'm just being an uh, asshole, like, stereotyping, like, kind of person you are, but you're very normal kind of guy, right? Uh, so down to earth, you know, just I likes guess. to live his life. Like, you're talking about DMT. You know, that kind of shit was never to be seen in 2006, you know, let alone 2012, maybe. But now, like, people like Joe Rogan and all that have brought the, the spirit of the DMT onto the regular people. Well, I so, mean, like, you want to unveil, you want to find this, like, unveiling. But not, not, this, not, because, not because of the influence, mm-hmm. but because the I... The for spirituality. I'm a learner. I'm a very uh, busy mind, uh, exactly. and so I'm always interested in and learning. Mm-hmm. I'm a very curious creature. Exactly. And so for me, I want to meet God. Exactly. Yeah. Because the Christian God that I we've been accepted yeah, when I was shoved down your throat, mm-hmm. or the other gods of the world, mm-hmm. are. The, not realistic. Yep. So, in a way... Actually, actually, here. here give, give me a second here. Mm-hmm. If God was real, God cannot be all-powerful. Because if God is all-powerful, God is both evil mm-hmm. and good. But if God is not evil at all, then God cannot be all-knowing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Hitler would not have been created knowing yeah. what Hitler would have done. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so you're saying, uh, yeah, because it's, you're talking about that God, you're looking at God as like a human. Well, that's what, that's what the religions do. They exactly. humanize yeah. God. Well, that's and that's why Christ is, the, is the Christ, a big thing. The Christ consciousness. But I want to meet, so I want to meet the cosmic, yeah. the cosmic, yeah, the cosmos. The and I think the cosmos is already within you and your, your hunger and thirst for that knowledge to know that is part of that awakening that we're going through as a human, like a, as a species of civilization. We're going back to that where, you know, it's woo-woo stuff, <laughs> you know, and well, it's like, he might be in trouble because we, we've all drank this liquid death, which is known to murder thirst. So he may still be hungry. Double homicide, right? Here, baby. Double <laughs> homicide to your thirst. So, well, Israel, I, I know we got to wrap <laughs> I know we gotta wrap it up soon. Mm-hmm. Mm. One question. Yeah. In all your many, many uh, points of career, have you considered being a cult leader? Yeah, actually, <laughs> I will be your first disciple. I think you are powerful. <laughs> you know. Okay, so I do that sacred geometry workshop, right? And I, I, because I've learned, I started learning about sacred geometry since like. 2003 when i first learned about alex gray and yes then i then i started reading about like tool and then i got into it more and more and burning man and then like so it's always been there in my life and i i put sacred geometry into my artwork all of my art has it's like that's why the name fractasia it's fractals and fantasia put together 
And so I've learned so much about sacred geometry for the last, I don't know, 20 years. And I'm to a point where like now I'm teaching it, right? So I do this workshop because it, and it's for anybody. You don't have to be an artist. You don't have to be anything. It's just anybody can be in this workshop. In that workshop, you basically learn where science and spirit meet. So this is like, it's kind of like, to me, sacred geometry has been like the closest thing to understanding the po the possibility of, of the cosmos and, and God through a scientific point of view and arithmetic and uh, the measurement of nature, you know? So it's like that workshop, it's like it helps people. Like I've had people come to me and they're like crying. They're like, I, like I've never felt so much closer to god before because there's always kind of like this doubt in our heads right we have this doubt about the cosmos and what the hell we're doing here for and then when you learn the patterns of harmony and of nature and like to learn the the patterns of symbols and the power of alchemical like uh intention and the soul and what we can create as a human you know us humans we're like cosmic gardeners we're here to tend on earth to create and be creative like that's our purpose on earth is to build things be a house builder do a technology engineer work uh do paintings writing you know art comedy all that is all from like the ether and that's all from that sacred geometry so when i do these workshops the first thing i said is welcome to my cult <laughs> that's a perfect place to stop there Here, here's the plan yeah we are gonna get i don't have a cult though <laughs> use some dmt yeah, and, and I want a robe. I want a robe with the robe. <laughs> I just want that. And your sneakers, your Adidas, <laughs> yeah. over to Israel's sacred geometry workshop, yeah. <laughs> and there we will introduce you to God. I do give you as a, a ritual. Yeah, I do give you a, a, a third eye googly eye. When you <laughs> <get there. laughs> that's what I do. Is I, when you're done with the class, you get it. All right, that's fine. Perfect. Perfect. I'm okay. I'm not drinking anybody's blood, yeah. except for your blood. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. All right. All Good right, time. Guys. Thank you very much for stopping by, man. Yeah, we appreciate man. it. That was great. Yeah. Thank you, Israel. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Adios. Live long and prosperous. Peace.